everybody away we go good evening and welcome to race time radio i'm joe chisholm along with junior over there and yes they can see you this time we got Susie q back in the studio getting uh, all of our guests lined up junior gonna be a good night we've got a great lineup tonight yeah absolutely it's uh it's gonna be exciting we've got uh we've got lots to talk about from the dirt side of things uh, yeah. over at bristol uh, we've got lots to talk about uh, about uh, on co- uh, upcoming events, and then we also have some uh, uh, some some stuff to look forward to. So it's uh, sure do. It's summertime. Summertime's coming. It's uh, am I wearing am I wearing socks or not? Ah, that's the that's the key. You, you won't be able to you won't be able to see this week. We had a little bit of snow last night here. I know, just a little we bit. Had, we had quite a, we had a couple couple inches. Got but up, that was got that up was this it. morning, and I seen. Um, sure enough, I seen it. Uh, the snow was melting. Thankfully, was there any? Thankfully, was there any bunny prints in the snow? Tons, tons of bunny tons, prints. Tons and tons of bunny prints. Right on. Yeah. Well, Let me good. tell you who we got coming up on the show tonight. We got a dandy for you. Forgot to hit start on the uh, record, but that's okay. I did now. Um, let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Big, big news over the week. Um, last Monday, I do believe it was last Monday, big announcement in Newfoundland. Um, we got uh, the Pindy Series is going to Newfoundland, right out to Eastbound International Speedway. Tonight, we're going to hear from Mike James, uh, promotional director at Eastbound International Speedway. We'll speak to Mike right off the bat. I know they are coming unglued out there, Junior. This is going to be a huge event. I don't believe Pinties nor the teams, NASCAR. I don't believe anybody realizes what they're in for when they get out to Newfoundland. They are in for the time of their life. Yeah, they're in for the time of their life. Um, I think that it, they're they're in for a marquee event that uh, that the Pinty series hasn't experienced on an oval. Yeah, um, that's a bold statement. I know with uh, races, race tracks, and and things like that, like like KU or you know Jucasa and Cayuga, yeah, opening up for the first time was was a marquee event. But um, you know the amount of people that I think we're going to see at Eastbound oh. is going to be mind blowing. Um, yeah. I think that the amount of excitement from not only not only the race fans there, mm. but the entire province yep. of Newfoundland, yep. Um, I think the excitement will be second to none. Yep. Um, I think the teams will feel uh, like they're part of a cup team yeah. when they roll into Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. And, and really, by all accounts, um, the way that they should feel. We're the national That's tour in right. Canada. That's right. And, you know, when we roll into, um, as, as a team, when we roll into CTMP, or uh, when we roll into CTMP, yep. um, you know, the weekend of the truck weekend or, or you know, for Victoria Today Speed Fest, yep. it is like that. You know, it's, we're, the, people are there to see the, the NASCAR Pinty Series. Yes. When we roll into GP3R, same deal. Yeah. When we roll into the Indy, it's a different feel. It is. We, we're not. They're not there to see us. No, we're no. They're there to see the Indy cars. Everybody there but, to see Indy. But we're going to put on a show too, right? Oh, the yeah. Penny Series. Um, 
you know, when we when we roll into Newfoundland and, and eastbound, I I honestly feel that it's going to be a trendsetter. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I love the fact that the province jumped on board. Yeah, you know, to see yeah, the yeah. premier launching a race, um, I feel that it gives the green light for the other track owners to be like, look what they're doing. Yes, exactly. And, exactly. and you know, you've got, uh, you know, excitement from the provincial government. I know it's, it's nothing new to see the local MP wave the green flag for the, for night number one at a local track mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep, yep. That's not support. Yeah. That's not, that's not that's supporting support. them. Exactly. More that's than it them. is them exactly. supporting the track. And, and when you look at, at what we're going to see take place at, at eastbound um by all accounts congratulations to you know alan and his whole team over there for making this deal come together um you know with with mike james and and uh the entire team at nascar um patty squires uh, Squires a dream of patty squires when he started putting the first pieces of asphalt the first moving the first rock on the rock uh it was uh this was part of his plan going forward and uh, I got an interview a long time ago with Pat Squires uh, sitting in at wing and out there in St. John's and it was just Patty Squires and I and a whole room full of people but uh, I'm going to get that I'm going to dig it out we're going to have a listen to it because you'll see and you'll hear what I mean it goes all the way back to the beginning for Pat Squires finally a piece of the puzzle is fitting and we're going to talk to Mike James in just a couple of seconds. And I'll see who's got him up on the hotline. Uh, we've also, we're also going to talk dirt tonight. Of course, it's big dirt this weekend at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, the trucks were on track last night. Grant Enfinger in the champion Chevrolet for GMS is going to join the show. We'll talk to him about his top 10 finish. He rolled home eighth last night. Uh, we'll also hear from Austin McDonald. Uh, he drives the 13 for King Racing out on Canada's East Coast. Uh, he's from out in the Halifax area. He was down at New Hampshire Motor Speedway today, got the victory. We're going to check in with Austin tonight. And then off we go to Canada's West Coast. We're going to pull in Matthew Shirley from uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway, Wine Group. Uh, for those that are old, all the way back into the auto clearing days, Saskatchewan uh, out in Saskatoon. Matt Shirley is not only getting that track prepared for a great season, he's also going to be uh, getting ready to go for the Western Rattler 300, which we will, on my dad, have live for you. Uh, and we got some more announcements to do about that tonight with uh, the track promoter. We've got Trevor Siebert going to bring us all up to date and get us all set to go for the Western Rattler 300 and the Western Rattler 100. That is what we've got coming on the show, plus your uh, comments on Facebook. Uh, I know Junior's going to monitor that throughout the course of the night. But what do you say we go to that hotline and we bring in Michael James from Eastbound International Speedway. He's got to have a smile a mile wide. I think I can see it from here. Junior, what's going on, Mikey? Hey, how's it going, guys? Got a belly full of turkey. It is happy Easter to you folks. Uh, I'd have a lot of left side weight if I was racing a car here today, but... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, what an awesome week, man, we've had over here in Newfoundland and Labrador, you know, with the big announcement uh, with Premier Fury and uh, all the team from NASCAR. Uh, You know, dreams do come true. Uh, And, you know, we talk about Patty Squires, but, like, even guys like Bern Hickey, who, you know, raced here, you know, grinded their teeth in the 1960s and started the original Avondale Speedway, which was a dirt track. 
by the way. I mean, eastbound uh, routes go right back to the dirt, and today is the day of dirt. I'm just uh, tuning in to the start of Bristol here, but it got rudely interrupted by you two folks. <laughs> that a boy. That's what we wanted to do, make sure that you couldn't see the beginning of that. <laughs> Uh, Michael, great news. I know from knowing you guys, I know you guys have been working on this for a long, long time. Uh, and that's, you know, when you see NASCAR at Eastbound, NASCAR's been part of Eastbound since day one. Yeah, I mean, it's been eight years, basically, uh, since the start of this project. When I moved home from Atlanta, Georgia, getting involved with motorsports once again with Patrick Suarez and his team and Bob Smith and you know, at first, I, I kind of shied away. I, I wasn't ready to go back. I was building a family with myself and my wife. We had four kids in those six years, and uh, so I got a huge fam on the go, and uh, props to her for putting up with me over the last eight years and this, uh, this passion of motorsports and, and NASCAR racing here in Newfoundland. But, uh, I mean, it's been, it's been incredible. You know, back in 2015, we got to know Alex Nagy from our friends from Saskatoon, uh, gave us his number, and we became a NASCAR home track for, with Kevin Nevelinen and his team in 2016. Uh, we uh, backed Josh Collins and, and that run we had uh, with Joey McCollum back in 16 and 17. And, you know, it was it was always there to try to get this done. But, uh, you know, there was a lot of hurdles to go over with the logistics and the freight and the boat. And, you know, it, it's not that far when you think about it. You know, we're only half the distance from Edmonton. A lot of people think Newfoundland's way the heck out in the middle of uh, Mariana's Trench, but it's only 1,500 kilometers from uh, from Toronto. So, But, you know, it's, it's, it's finally happened. Dreams do come true, and uh, we're excited about it. I even teased today the National Lampoon's Newfoundland vacation for all of our drivers here today. So it's going to be a wild summer once we get to that June 24th and 25th date. I tell you what, they're, you know, the the – I, and I don't want to give away too much here, but the screech portion—it's—it's it's the bottom of the barrel, right? It's—it's it's the bottom of the barrel. So I'm just going to say this right now: with all these Ontario and Quebec people coming out there for the first time, Mike, uh, the problem is you're going to need a lot of bottoms of barrels. Well, they don't do that anymore, Joe. I mean, my, my family goes back to trading our, our our precious codfish with the Jamaicans for the rum, and the screech story is—you know—they uh, used to give us the bottom of the barrel and. It was the hardest stuff on the planet, and uh, us Newfoundlanders, rough and tough, uh, we enjoyed it thoroughly. And then it wasn't until World War II that an American general actually gave the name a screech because he had a swally of it, and, of course, he gave himself a screech. So uh, that's where the name comes, but now it's uh, it's actually uh, bottled here, and it's still got a, its Jamaican roots, but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an incredible time. Lots of stuff to do. It's iceberg alley time. So there's yeah. beautiful icebergs from the north are going to be here. The whales are going to be here. And, uh, you know, all these uh, teams that are coming down there, and the roster, Joe, is getting pretty high up there. I'm looking at possibly, I think the car count's going to be over 25-plus. Wow. And uh, those teams, a lot of them are bringing their families with them, and they're coming in a little bit early. And I'm sure they're going to take in some sights and scenes that you've seen. You Both of you guys have been around for several years as being a part of our team. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, talk about a destination race. Uh, if there's ever been one in the NASCAR Penny Series, uh, let me tell you, this is the one. Uh, it, it is. It's a beautiful area. 
there's there is lots of places to stay. Even if you can't stay right in St. John's, know that there is a ton of places in and around the area, Mike, that fans can, uh, you know, make, make this a holiday. June 25th, you don't want to miss it, but they can stay in a lot of different places. And, and I can well imagine Eastbound is going to have, uh, you know, c- kind of less tabulated for fans if they need it. 100% grab your RV, head on over to boat with the rest of the teams if you're up on the mainland and, and want to take in. I mean, Johnny Cash came here in the 60s for, for you know, fly fishing and salmon fishing. And, uh, you know, George Bush, the American president, and so many high profiles have visited our beautiful island for our fishing and hunting. I mean, what a what a destination if you're an outdoors person. And, you know, Newfoundland, I, I keep telling you, it's a, big, it's a big rock, you know, and a lot of people think they get it in within two days. And, you know, you really want to stretch out your trip for, you know, seven or eight days because, the West Coast is absolutely beautiful. Like our, our province is like almost like four planets in one. Um, so you really need to add, add an extra couple of uh, days on your trip to get to see some of the, the precious uh, uh, sites that we have to offer. So this is the ProLine 225. Mike, can you give us an idea, just an overview? Because I know it'll be a work in progress and you're building on it. Can you give us an overview of what the weekend's going to look like, what fans can expect and what teams can expect? Well, it's going to be loud. I, I know a lot of teams, like I said, are coming in Tuesday. and There's a lot of activities uh, that we're planning with uh, St. John's Destination throughout the city. Uh, the provincial government is calling the full week NASCAR week here in Newfoundland and Labrador. So uh, a lot of activities for fans that are going to be here early. And then leading up to that Friday, we're yeah. going to run our advanced auto parts series. So the local boys will get out there. And we're going to run Hobby Socks, uh, our Bandolero program for our kids, and as well as our late models, which is exploding this year. The car count is uh, way up, and we're looking forward to that big season for the return after COVID. Um, but I've been also told that a lot of those Pinty's drivers are looking to get a sneak peek at the at the track on Friday. And, Joe, I, I know you probably know a few of them, but uh, already in the works, uh, I think some of them are looking for lease programs for Friday night. So, uh Friday night's going to be pretty wild. We're going to have a pit party, and there will be autograph session with the drivers starting around 4 o'clock, and then we'll go into that Friday night program under the lights. And uh, Saturday is going to kick off with some U.S. legends presented by Hamlin Realty, and uh, we've got a full day of activities with music and activities uh, yet to be announced, but there's going to be lots of stuff there for the kids. And then we got the big 225 presented by ProLine and Atlantic Lottery Corporation. So, uh, big, big day for us, and we're going to end it a little bit early. I, I, I told uh, Sherry and the team that we kind of wanted the day to end early so that a lot of the teams can enjoy themselves in downtown St. John's and go out to see some of these beautiful restaurants and cuisine and, and all the local pubberies. So uh, local contingent, when you talk Eastbound International Speedway, got a lot of great late model drivers there that are probably itching to become part of this Pinty series. Uh, we know Josh Collins from uh, Placentia has been in a car, uh, done a great job behind the wheel. I've heard Phil Fowler is looking at getting into a ride. Uh, what are some of the other names, Mike, that are floating around just yet, uh, maybe looking at getting a ride and getting into the big show? I've been told that five locals in particular are looking. Phil is one of them, Sarah Thorne. Uh, she wants to be the first female for Newfoundland in this series. Uh, uh, Owen Gross could quite possibly get it done. Uh, I know they've been talking to some teams. Uh, but uh, you know, as, as well as I do, 
there's uh, quite a few drivers in that uh, in that advanced auto parts series that could uh, really step in. And I was really super impressed when we did the 2016 film with Josh Collins. I know he had a quite a bit of a resume with super late racing down in the United States, but uh, it was amazing to watch him jump into that seat at Quartha, you know, hardly any practice and, and jump in and run with those guys. He almost had a win, I believe it was Sunset. He led a couple of laps in, in front of the Alex Tagliani, and, uh, but uh, ran into some <laughs> issues with another driver, and uh, the gloves came off a little bit, and uh, got a little gritty there, but uh, he uh, he showed great colors in Sunset, so It'd be pretty incredible to see a local actually make a run at this. We've had DJ and Joey McCall, as well as uh, Jared Fitzpatrick, race with us in that event series. And uh, they didn't win all those races, I can tell you that. So uh, some of these local boys can run with the big boys, and uh, it'd be interesting to see uh, what uh, what comes out of the pipe in the next couple of weeks. So announcements yet to be made. Mike, uh, obviously you're you're the hype man for the for the the track. You do the announcing at the racetrack. You also work, uh, you know, on on the office side, and and uh, you're you're part of bringing these events to to life. You know, um, what is success? What does success look like for the racetrack for this event? You know, I, and I, I realize that you're going to say ten thousand people in the grandstands and and the, and Patty leaving with a with a bucket of money. But what what does success look like for this event and 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 then into the future? Well, we're obviously you know a sellout crowd would be incredible, and um, you know see a, see great two hundred and twenty five laps, and I think we're in store for that. I think it's going to be gritty. I think uh, the fans of Newfoundland Labrador, you know, that go all the way back to the sixties on the oval here from the old Spencer Speedway and, and Knight Speedway. Um, to actually see this series now come true and, and come here with some of the best racers in the world, in my opinion. I mean, Pinty Series is actually absolutely incredible series. Like, not all races uh, series have, like, such a diverse amount of drivers. You know, you look for the road course to the ovals. I really think, you know, success for me is to have a clean race. and Well, not really clean, clean now, Joe, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, just everything runs smooth, and at the end of the day, people walk away just with a taste and a flavor uh, for for uh, for NASCAR. And I, I believe that this event is going to bring in people that uh, have not seen the local racing scene. Um, a lot of people, you know, heard about us, or they've been out for a concert or a monster truck show. Um, but I think uh, with TSN in the house and and the, and the whole buzz that's going on about this, I think we're going to introduce to some young drivers some some new new crops that uh, may one day want to jump in a bando. Our Bandolero series right now is on fire. We have five new drivers entering that series. And, you know, to to myself and, and the rest of our team and Pat Squires, I mean, the real success and dream is to watch these young athletes actually enter our sport and continue on like the Sarah Thorns and Owen Groves and, um, you know, to see them you know, start at such a young age at eight or nine years old and see them in their teenagers and adult life and uh, moving on. You know, Mike, we got a million questions, but we haven't got time for all of them. I got to ask you this one, though. Tickets, are they on sale? Can people buy them in advance and be ready to go for the show before they uh, buy their plane tickets and get out there? 100%. You're going to want to buy those before you purchase your plane tickets because uh, they're on fire. Uh, so within 24 hours, our full premium section uh, was sold out, um, so we're really quick on that side. Um, we still have plenty of room. I mean, uh, we have over a 50-acre property, 
Uh, we're now developing turns three and four and possibly the backstretch. But we have six grandstands that we purchased in Alabama from a football stadium that just have yet to come out. We've, been, we've had them since uh, 2013 and uh, just never had the excuse to, to take them out. But uh, there's no stopping uh, on expansion of our capacity on this one. So uh, still plenty of tickets, uh, but they are going fast. And over the Easter week, we did a soft launch. Uh, but uh, really impressed as a promoter to see the volume and the uh, the consistency in the purchase sales right now is, is off the chart. So um, in my personal opinion, uh, it's going to be a packed house, and uh, everybody from the Pindy Series to the NASCAR home team, uh, they're going to get a uh, warm welcome here in Newfoundland Labrador. Yeah, it's going to be off the charts. Mikey, we've appreciated this tonight. Uh, I know we still got lots of time between now and the race. We will have you back on the show and it is my goal to get Patty Squires back on here and have a discussion with him as well. Uh, it all started in that men's noggin, and I know uh, uh, it's been a labor of love for all of you. Congratulations to you, Mike James. I know you're intricate in putting this whole thing together. You've done a fantastic job, my friend. Look out. This is going to be a dynamite race. I know I want to be out there. Junior's <laughs> going to probably be there. Uh, we're, we're all looking forward be to there. it. Yeah. Not probably. Have, I'll be there for sure. You are. We have to figure out how to put you in the suitcase because, uh, uh, I mean, Joe, you've been a part of this program and and uh, and where we've come from. So, uh, But you know what? You know, I almost cried during the press conference, and I said after, I said, what, what a pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and But there was a lot of emotion there. You know, we just went through COVID, you know, with a lot of questions during the COVID years with, with no capacity and, you know, the emotions took the best of us, you know, to, to come out of this pandemic now and, and to have this monster event and a great season ahead of us. That uh, It's pretty incredible to, uh, you know, the, the feeling in the belly right now. And, uh, you know, and I can tell you, Pat Squires has a fire right now I've never seen. I've seen him do some incredible things. I told him in 2014, if we ever got in a war, I'd go right into the trench with him. And that's what we've done over the years. And um, but I can tell you, this is uh, the other side now. We are uh, past D-Day, and uh, we're full force ahead, and it's going to be a wild season. Buddy, I can't wait. And I know we look forward to getting you back on with more updates as they become available. Mike James, thanks for the time tonight on Race Time. Really appreciate it, buddy. All right, sir. I'll go take a nap now after all that turkey. But uh, you guys stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Turkey you, coma. Mikey. You're used to that, Junior. Mike James, Eastbound International Speedway. Dynamite guy. Uh, Love working with him. Uh, race director. I was race director out there for two years. Had a blast. They are uh, unique. It's a unique racetrack. And, uh, man, is it ever going to fit the Pinty Series like a glove? They're going to go like a bullet. Junior, you've seen DJ fly around there. I've seen a lot of cars go, but you've seen it for yourself. Can you imagine the Pinty's cars on this track? Yeah, it's going to be really racy. I think uh, uh, by the sounds of it, they're, they're even making some changes to the outside, uh, to like the to the walls yeah. and things like that. Yep, um, safety it up a bit. So it's going to, uh, you know, really change the dynamic, if you will, from from the visual aspect of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a really racy race. Um, you know, I think that, uh, the grass out there, uh, between the drag strip and the, uh, and the front straightaway is going to get used up. And, uh, I think the fans are going to get every penny of, uh, of the worth that, uh, that ticket is. And, and, uh, you know, by the sounds of it, the tickets sell in the way that they are. Yeah. I can go ahead and auction off Jeff Gutler's spot 
up yeah. in the spotter stand. You could do, you that. know, I could I could yeah. sell it like a like a premium spot. <laughs> Just get them to get there early. Oh, and... Jeff would love you for that. He would. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna Jeff. hit a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna we got Grand Enfinger, uh, driver of the Chevy Chet, the champion power equipment Chevrolet for GMS. He was at Bristol just last night in that Camping World truck. Come away with the top 10 finish. Grand Enfinger going to be number one on this show next. Stay with us. Hi, this is Tom Gooch, announcer at Oshweek and Speedway, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Light models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Light model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her in one piece. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at Racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track. Making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Hello, Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. Way sideways, 
You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. All right, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Trying to get a hold of Grant. Uh, he's probably tied up watching the race right now, uh, but that's okay. I know Sue's going to get him or Austin McDonald, one or the other, uh, and we're going to try and get them both in this hour uh, as we uh, initially planned. But Austin McDonald, Joe, goes down to New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Ba-boom. Wins today. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to get him on the show tonight. Yeah, big win. Um you know, that's a huge win for him. Oh, um, massive. The uh, list of names that uh, were, were competing down there, yeah. um, the amount of cars that were down there. Um, I was watching on Friday uh, the, the practice that Racing America had on. Uh, just a phenomenal-looking car count down there. Of oh. course, they ran into weather on Saturday. Uh, they moved it to the Sunday. Um, and, uh, man, just a, a big win for that young man. It's, oh, uh, yeah. Um, of course, as well, we got to give a shout out to, uh, the safety of those cars. Um, Derek Griffith had a terrible, horrendous Incredible. crash. Incredible. Um, him and, uh, Tombrasi, I believe I'm saying his name right. Yeah. Um, uh, they went down into corner number one and got crossed up. Uh, don't know whether it was with a lap car or, or what was happening there, but, uh, uh, just a, an atrocious wreck. Yeah. Um, Flipping and flying, yeah, that, man. That, uh, that, was... that number 12 of Derek Griffith, uh, that was a ride that he won't forget. Talk for about sure. a hit and redirect. You know, when you see a car uh, that, that hits the fence and uh, carries on and it rolls and it does all this stuff, you look at it and it looks spectacular and you think, oh, my God, that guy is going to be hurt. Uh, not hurt, um, but, but it's when they hit and it's a sudden stop or a redirect that is when you've got a real high potential that someone is going to get hurt, and they're going to get hurt real bad. So uh, good to see he is okay. Uh, but let's get to the hotline, shall we? And let's bring in, how about the guy that drives the number 23 for GMS? Uh, he finished in the top 10 last night at Bristol on the dirt. He joins us now. Grant Enfinger, what's going on there, Grant? How are you? I'm not hearing Grant. I'm not hearing Grant at no, all. I'm not hearing Grant at all. He's usually so, pretty boisterous, too. Yeah. Well, uh, let's Sue check that one out. And uh, we will. Oh, there. There. Now we should have Grant and Finger. What's going on there, Mr. Finger? How are you? Man, I'm doing great. How are y'all up there? Not bad at all. Top 10 finish with you in the 23 champion equipment machine. Uh, not a bad run. Yeah, not a bad run, Joe. We um we just kind of fought speed a little bit the whole weekend. We um we we unloaded there on Friday and uh, turned the center really really good, but had no forward drive and uh and worked really really hard. Charles and Mike uh, kind of uh, got us some drive, but but then we we weren't quite as good as we were in the center for the race. And uh, we, we're just kind of chasing a little, a little bit. We seem to be you know a tenth or two off of the the really good trucks there, and um you know think it was kind of just hard work and, and effort that, that got us the, the top 10 last night. So 
Um, not not the speed that we wanted, but, but proud of the effort for sure. Grant, I've seen you up into, uh, well, it was the third place. I believe there was 40, 50 laps to go. Uh, restart, you were up in third spot. I thought, oh, wow, catbird seat, good spot. Um, and then watching it, it looked like, uh, of course, the 99 was behind you. He was coming. Uh, that guy had a missile of a race truck. But, uh, man, it didn't just, like you say, it looked like you were just short um, some horsepower. Was it short on horsepower, or was it the actual opposite, where you had the horsepower, but you kept spinning as you're coming off the corner? Yeah, we uh, we had plenty of horsepower in our Chevy. We just uh, we just couldn't couldn't get it going. That was all. So um, we had a thirty or forty lap window. It seemed like in the race where where we were kind of okay, and, and I could crutch it enough to be a top five truck. Um, but but really, for the majority of the race, we. We were, you know, a tenth or twelfth place truck. So, um, you know, we we I feel like we we made the most of our situation. Charles did some some great adjustments on, on our one pit stop. Um, he did a lot of other great adjustments throughout the course of, of practice. This was one of the few places we've had two practice sessions, so we could basically do anything we wanted to. Um, yeah, we just just didn't have enough to, to con- contend with. Uh, being in the '99 truck. He, they were the best. They were they were the class of the field in in all situations, from when we unloaded um, in practice when the track was wet to when it went really dry. They were they were just uh, better in all situations. It seemed like everybody else there, they would kind of come and go, and, and you'd have a, a another good truck in a different you know if, if the track dried out or if it went to the top or if it went to the bottom. There was uh, there were some trucks that could contend, but but uh, but Ben had the class of the field for sure in in every situation. So. Definitely didn't surprise me at all that uh, that he was able to come with a win um, last night. But, but yeah, very very proud of our Champion Power Equipment crew for uh, for salvaging us a, a, a top ten. I feel like we're you know we're starting to gain a little bit of momentum. Uh, we're, we're learning each other, uh, and I think I think the speed is going to come. And uh, you know we we got a couple weeks off here before we get into a, a really tough uh, eight race stretch through the summer. And that eight race stretch is where. You- typically a large team like GMS really shines, right, Grant? It, uh, it, it looks like you guys have been, you know, kind of pecking away at that, uh, that speed uh, week in and week out. I know that uh, as a driver, you want to you wanna show up race number one and dominate like what Ben did uh, on, on Saturday night every week, but uh, uh, it shows the, the level of competition that's in that, in that uh, truck series right now. Um, Grant, uh, there is a, uh, a question here from a fan on Facebook Live, uh, Freddie Bannister. He wants to know uh, what the big difference was uh, between uh, last year and this year. Um, obviously, uh, uh, you know, one was a day race and one was a night race, but what was the big differences there? I think the track prep, um, I was told there, there was a little bit of difference in the dirt. Um, last year, supposedly they had run out of a little bit of dirt and uh and they kind of mixed and matched some there there were some holes and stuff um yeah obviously last year we raced in the daytime and the track dried out um was pretty much single groove there was maybe you know a groove and a half um there was maybe two grooves for a little bit part of the race but the majority of the race it was a you know a groove or a groove and a half on the bottom um this year i mean they they really did an amazing job prepping the track they we uh we had five lanes to, to race on. You could just kind of pick whatever one you wanted. Now, obviously, there there were times of the race that, you know, the certain lanes were faster than others, but they were all within reason. If you had a fast enough truck, um, you could drive through the field 
and uh, and I think that's what you want on on any kind of racing surface. But uh, but I think I think this was was really good. I, I would compare it to to how they prepped the track at, at Eldora in years past because I I don't think it was you know that I, I don't in my personal opinion I don't think the the racing was that great last year, but I thought the racing last night was, was amazing. Freddie, thanks so much for the question. With Grant Enfinger, driver of the Champion Power Equipment number twenty-three for GMS in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Grant, uh, when we look at uh, that top five last night, uh, normally when we got the cup guys in there, you had Chase Elliott, you had uh, Joey Logano. Normally when those guys are in, they kind of dominate that top five slot. Not so last night. Uh, Man, the truckers are really starting to hold their own. doesn't matter whether it's asphalt or dirt. uh, You guys are really holding your own now. It's not a given when they show up that they're going to go out there and win. It's definitely not a given, and I mean, really, for the last three or four years, the, the truck series has been stacked on, on not just driver talent, but but team talent as well. There's there's twenty, you know, really good trucks that show up that that are capable of winning each and every week. And of those twenty trucks, there's there's probably fifteen drivers that are, that are capable in, in that stuff. And um, it's just it, it's a really tough series right now. I mean. To, to get a win and to run good in the truck series is something definitely to, to be proud of right now. Um, the, the competition just seems to kind of get raised more and more and more, it seems like. So um, definitely, you know, that, that's a great great feeling. It's competitors in the series to, to, to see it doing so strong. Um, but, yeah, I, I know there's a, there's a few cup drivers, but I felt like I was racing around Austin Dillon quite a bit and, and, uh, and Joey there. And, and uh, you know, Chase seemed to be good. In, in the later parts of practice, um, when the track really dried out and went to the top, I feel like he had one of the best trucks. But that was just kind of one of those things. I, I feel like Joey was really good when the track was wet. Um, you know, it, it, there was comers and goers in, in dirt racing, obviously. But but uh, I, I thought I thought um, you know the '99 was the, was the best. And um, you know, just the course of the year, you know, we've I feel like we've had more Cup drivers racing with us uh, lately. And and yes, definitely, definitely not a given that they're going to take home the checkered flag, that's for sure. So we got four races in. I can't believe, Junior, we're talking about points already, but Grant finds himself nine markers on the wrong side of the line, but he is making up ground. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, you got to look at points. I mean, <laughs> for us, that's that's a talking point for us. But uh, Grant, uh, it, it, what do you got to do to get to the other side of that threshold? Number one, uh, obviously, win winning is key, right? Yeah, you know, winning is key, Joe. But um, the the biggest part of the the points deal is is you know we we got wrecked out of forty points in the, in the first two races, and, and that dug us a, a pretty substantial hole. Um, you know, since then we've we've cleaned up. Um, you know, I, I should say there is there is some stuff we did on our end for for a couple of races after that. The last two races we have done everything on our end to to have a very clean race. Um, myself, Charles, and Ike, our crew chief. Um, Herm, a spotter. We feel like we've we've kind of optimized uh, what what we've had to work with the last two weeks for for Bristol and for Martinsville. So um, our job is to keep doing that. Hopefully we can uh, we can get the get the ship turned around, and I, and I know we will eventually. And, and hopefully we show up at Arlington in a couple weeks, and, and we got winning speed, and, and and then our strategy is hey, win at all costs. Um, but until then, if we're an eighth place truck at Arlington, our job is to, to make it into a top five truck. Um, and, and just keep optimizing all the stage points we can and, and optimizing our, our finishing position. And I, I truly feel like we've done a great job of that the last two weeks. 
but the you know the the first few races we 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 did not you know some of it in our control and some of it not um but but I feel like stuff is starting to click now um you know we we're communicating really good i feel like I feel like I can see our path uh trajecting forward um in where we need to be, need to be and um i think think we just kind of gotta gotta stick with it. So you get a couple of weeks now to pet Wilbur the pig, your pet pig. Uh, you got a couple of weeks to play with the uh, w- w- with everybody there, and then back you go. Darlington is the track. Uh, obviously, you would love that speedway. Darlington is, you know, that's a place that, um, you know, unfortunately, the, the first few years of my truck racing career, we didn't go there. You know, which I always wondered why. And now that the last couple of years, we've we've been fortunate enough to go there and. Um, a great track um obviously it's you know it's high speed but but from a driver's standpoint you know there's there's we have some control of our destiny there you know you can you can move around a lot in turns three and four you can run the bottom you can run the wall you can run the middle um turns one and two is uh is single groove but man it'll uh, it'll take your breath away a little bit um through through one and two it's a it's an incredibly fun place to, to drive and, and to race and and uh and yeah gms has, has had some success there um, the, the last couple of years, so, so hopefully we can keep that trend uh, going. And, and, uh, and like I said, I, I feel like you know we've we've had some work to do from an organizational standpoint, and also from our our specific 23 team standpoint. And, uh, and man, the, the the guys and girls are working so hard um, to to get it turned around. And, and I know we will. Um, and, and hopefully it happens in a couple of weeks there at Darlington. The captain of the ship over there at GMS, Mr. Mike Beam is a throwback fanatic. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say that uh the guy loves throwback stuff. He loves old school racing. Um do we see anything throwback related on the 23 over at Darlington? I haven't seen any release or anything yet. I don't know. I I hadn't heard too much about it. So I I I, um, I think it's going to be the the normal champions team, but but uh, but nothing with You're right. Mike is uh, is definitely into all of his throwbacks and in the history of the sport, and he's he's been doing this for you know about about the time he could start walking. He was he was working on these race cars, and um, so so I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him all the way, um, but but yeah, Mike is a is a great leader of our, of our organization, and and definitely uh, t- tries to, to to pay tribute to to the guys that built our sport. That's for sure, hundred percent. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if you show up and it's like a hand painted truck. You know, like hand painted uh, with a know, wood splitter uh, on the side ab- of it. Absolutely, yeah, like a cartoon wood splitter with, yeah. you know, just like a, a, the guy. You know, looking back on it, some of the schemes that they brought to the racetrack for the throwback stuff has just been so bad, bad to the bone, um, uh, in a good way. Um, just uh, a, a really cool, uh, you know, just a historical figure within the sport. And uh, uh, Grant, it's been great catching up with you. Thanks so much for the time and and uh, uh, looking. Looking forward to uh, to seeing you back in Victory Lane, and and uh, uh, don't wait so long before coming back to the show. Yeah, I appreciate my Canadian friends up there, and uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on the on the on the show, and um, hopefully uh, it, we're on the show again in, in a few weeks uh, celebrating the win. So appreciate all the support and uh, Champion Power and Chevrolet, Mass Racing, and and uh, everyone who uh, who allows us to do this. Dynamite stuff. Thanks so much for the time, Grant. That is Grant Enfinger, driver of that 23 uh, for GMS and uh, champion power equipment. I might add, I did see an ad in Canadian Tire where the wood splitters were on sale. That's what made me think wood splitter. 
Yeah. Uh, champion wood splitter. Yep. Champion champion power equipment is huge with uh, with Canadian Tire. You walk in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, generators. Got, yeah, you got everything. Generators, pressure washers, uh, the whole nine yards. And that's an unpaid ad. It we'll is. send you the invoice, yep. Grant Enfinger. <laughs> no way. Good friend of race time. <laughs> We're going to hit this break when we come back. Hopefully, Austin McDonald, winner at New Hampshire Motor Speedway today. Stay. <laughs> Hi, race fans. This is Dave Dykstra, sprint driver of the 5B Corpac Oshwegan Sprints, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was, the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like it's just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled life. Lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. 
It's the best Super Red Pro late model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend, and it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on Racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro late models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro late model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal! Woo! Shake and bake! Here on Race Time Radio. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM Channel 167 and uh, live on our Facebook page when they don't block us because they got music on, but... Uh, that's censorship at its finest. Yes, Welcome to that's Canada. exactly what it is. Welcome you know, to Canada. today, Junior, was a real, real good day for the number 13 uh, King Racing uh, Chevrolet. He was down at New Hampshire Motor Speedway and uh, young Austin McDonald got the job done today. He went out and beat some of the best in North America. He joins us on the hotline right now. What's going on there, Austin? You got to have a smile a mile wide, kid. Oh, I do. Hey, guys, uh, we're just heading home now from the track. Just stopped and had a big old nice steak for a victory winner. Um, That's a pretty cool deal. Definitely uh, a good weekend, considering two weeks ago we junked to Kara Thompson. So quite a difference. I would say, now, is that a new car? I, I, I would take it that's a new car that you got there now. Yeah, it's a, it's a brand new car. Uh, I got to give it to the guys at the shop. I after Thompson, we really figured, I don't know, we didn't really know what to think, if we were going to make New Hampshire or not. Um, but the guys at the shop really put a hustle on, Corey Hall and Jonathan Hicken and Andrew. Uh, they all worked really, really hard the last few days and built that car from basically chassis up. We had some front suspension on it, but that was it. Uh, it was like 10 days, I think, they got the whole car built and ready. And the thing was just a rocket ship right from the race, right from practice day on. Austin, I've been to uh, I've been to New Hampshire and I've seen the the Cup Series, I've seen the the uh, the Xfinity Series, and I've seen the Modifieds, and I've also seen the ACT late models. And I tell you what, man, I stood down in turn number two um, in 2017 and watched the late models come into the corner. And uh, you know, we talk about uh, the visual of speed. You know, I've talked about it a couple times on the show, and. And I would put that in my top five for visuals of speed. Um, that is a long straightaway, and there's two of them. Uh, what's it feel like behind the wheel of a late model at uh, at the Magic Mile? Um, it surprisingly is actually feels pretty slow out there, especially when you get around other cars. You know, everything kind of mixes together, and I guess since the straightaways are so long, you actually have time to physically think before you get to the corner, which is really rare for a racetrack and and Pro 8 models, but you actually have time to think about what you need to do to be better every corner. And, I mean, you can really judge the guys in front of you um, and tell what they're doing versus what, what I'm doing. And you know what I mean? Set them up and get ready to set them up. And 
just really good to have Andrew in my ear always telling me, you know, just help me with those pointers and, and help me watch guys and figure out where we're better. Yeah, dynamite job. Good qualifying effort. Uh, that was done, I take it Friday, was it? Or was that yesterday uh, where you guys qualified your way in? You qualified right up there as well. Yeah, we, uh, well, that was this morning, actually. They, they pushed everything to Sunday. We uh, started seventh in our heat race, and, and we won it, actually. We had a really good battle with Jake Matheson. Uh, just is such a good guy to race against, you know what I mean? We ran side-by-side for like three or four laps and never put a fender or anything on each other. So that was just a lot of fun, too. You have been wheeling that race car since, uh, like, you've got to go all the way back to New Smyrna Speedway. Uh, you've been busy. You've been stateside. Uh, you've been at Thompson. You've been in uh, the Cars Tour. You've been running around, uh, getting seat time. And now, look, you're, uh, you know, you go from disaster at Thompson to victory lane at New Hampshire. Uh, take us uh, through the mindset of what you've been through, kid. You've been through a lot. Oh, it has been a lot, especially the last few weeks. Um you know, we always find that some seasons start out good and some start out bad. We had a couple of fair runs on the car store and the past stuff early in the year at Hickory, which we were fairly happy with. Um, but the last few weeks, we've just kind of gotten down on our luck. We had our, we had our stagger go away at, at Greenville, and we just struggled a little bit. And then, of course, going to Thompson, we had such a fast race car, too. I mean, that thing was just, it felt perfect to me. You know what I mean? We were fast as all day in every practice, and... And in the race, we got a little bit screwed up on the first re- on the start of the race, but then we were coming back really, really strong. And just for something stupid like that to happen with our right front suspension, it just gave out, um, which, you know, which sucks majorly, junking a race car like that. And uh, actually, we were taking a car down, a customer car down to New Hampshire this weekend too, and uh, the guys were loading up Thursday night or Wednesday night, and uh, the lift gate broke on the toter. So we didn't even know, yeah. honestly, if we are going to come to the racetrack. Because um, that's a big fix and not something that we could have did that that night. Um, but I just got to thank Corey Hall and uh, Craig Thonlight, too. They offered us their truck and trailer um, so we could get both cars down. We actually, me and my grandfather were on the way back from uh, Greenville, and we were talking about it in the truck. And we were like, well, maybe we should just call it quits, you know what I mean, take our losses. We want to go there prepared. But Andrew told us no. He said we, we can get the car ready and get everything ready in time. So I'm really glad we did now. I bet. I bet. Payday. That's what it needs. So, uh, you got a couple weeks now, or where do you go next? Um, well, we actually got four days right now, I think. Uh, a win always helps, and, you know, there's not a lot to do to the car. We're going to take it back to the shop. I mean, I'll be there Tuesday morning and, and just make sure everything's good and, and get it set up again, get it cleaned up, um, debrief it, and get it ready for Stafford, I think we're planning this weekend or next weekend. I'm really looking forward to that. It looks like an awesome racetrack, something that I'll really like. Uh, a little bit bigger, you know, a fast racetrack. So, so that'll be a cool opportunity. And then after that, it'll be back to the Cars Tour in like three or four weeks. Man, I'll tell you what. When that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour does fire off, you are going to be one cat that's going to be absolutely prepared and ready to go. Uh, you'll have like a season of laps on before the tour even starts. Have you got your eyes focused in? On any of the Pro Stock Tour races? Um, we're looking at doing the two two races at Riverside Speedway. Um, I mean, that track's only like 30 minutes from our home and from the shop. And it just, I've always run there. That's kind of where I started. I mean, I started testing at Scotia Speed World, but Riverside has always kind of called to me. We've always been fast there and had a fast race car, and I just feel really comfortable on that track. 
I don't know if it's the speed or the banking or what it is, but it's always been one of my favorites. So we're definitely looking at those two. Um, that's mostly all that we have planned right now from home. Um, we committed to the Cars Tour down south for the year and to some of the past international stuff, all the big races. Uh, so between those and a few races at home, we got a pretty busy schedule. Uh, I would say you got to cut out Rolly McDonald, of course, famous Rolly McDonald up here in Canada is uh, is Austin's grandfather. So uh, the apple don't fall far from the tree on this one. Austin, congratulations on the win. Uh, We've got to thank you for your time. Uh, do me a favor and give an attaboy to Grandpa and to Andrew Hick and John. All those guys, uh, job well done. But, man, they can do whatever they want with the race car. It all comes down to the driver, the guy behind the wheel, and you, my friend, got the job done. Uh, you're a proven entity now, man. Thanks, guys. It was definitely a huge win for me. You know, that's my first big win. I only won one other race in a pro at home. It was like a 50 lap at the Speedway 660. So you're definitely setting the bar high now. Now you are. You'll be expecting yourself to win, too. Don't be too hard on yourself now. Uh, uh, you got lots of laps to turn. Austin, thanks so much for the time tonight. You're the man. Thanks, guys. Nice talking to you. You bet. Austin McDonald in the 13, Junior. Good kid. Good pedigree, like he's got it all happening. And uh, what a great team he's with. Battling through adversity, too. Uh, it's no joke when a tailgate falls off a truck. <laughs> That's no. Uh, it's no joke when you lose a race car. Uh, you can get dejected pretty quick in this deal. And, and to bounce back, uh, it's funny that, that pendulum continues to swing on the momentum side, doesn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, um, you know, if you want your luck to turn around, just work hard. And, uh, uh, you know, just focus in on, on getting after it. And uh, uh, the kid is going to win a lot of races. We've said it here on the show. Yep. We've had him on the show lots. Uh, we've talked about him a lot. Um, King Racing is, is a winning entity. And, uh, you know, the, the kid eats, sleeps, and breathes racing, you can tell. Um, he, he's mature beyond his age. And, uh, you know, it would be really interesting to see in five years where this kid is because, uh, um, you know, winning at, uh, at New Hampshire at such a young age, um, it's no joke. That's a big, that's a big speedway. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of very talented people uh, behind the wheel of race cars in very good equipment down there. And, uh, you know, to see him come out ahead and, and uh, uh, really – the first time when's the last time you heard a canadian team go down to a racetrack that is you know larger than five eighths of a mile and win and win yeah like you think about that it's uh, there's not a whole lot of teams from canada that get that that can say that they've done that and uh you know i know that they've got affiliations with chassis builders and stuff like that down yeah, yeah. south yep um but that being said it's that's still their huge, equipment going down it's their equipment it's their manpower it's their brain to to get the thing set up and and uh that's a feather in the cap for not only uh not only austin uh but but the entire team itself yeah you want to believe it dynamite stuff for him we'll have more as we move forward hour number two is coming up we got to throw it back to toronto sirius xm for news highlight uh it takes 90 seconds and then we're going to come back for hour number two where matthew shirley is going to join us from saskatoon uh, we're going to talk uh, e, uh, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. I thought you were we'll going to say also, why. Yeah, well, I could say why. Um, we'll also talk to Trevor Seabert out at Penticton Speedway and find out how all the preparations are coming for the Western Rattler 300. I know he's got more to announce. He's already done some. we got another bombshell for you tonight 
coming on the show in hour number two, which is coming up in, oh, 90 seconds, a little better than that. We'll throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto, and we will be back in 90 seconds for hour two, live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, channel 167. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got all Chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. <laughs> Holy cow! The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back for hour number two tonight, live on Sirius XM channel 167. Also live on racetimeradio.com. And hello to absolutely all of you tuned in on Facebook. All life, uh, we appreciate absolutely everybody tuning in. Uh, if you missed the show at all and you need to go back and listen to it, no problem. Uh, you can get it at racetimeradio.com or uh, just search iTunes. I believe Sue even got us fired up now on Spotify. Uh, all those different ways, uh, along with the performance motorsport network.com, also carries Racetime Radio throughout the course of the week, re airing us like two or three times. Um, so there's all different ways of getting Race Time Radio. If by chance you happen to miss the show, uh, there's lots of ways to pick them up. What do you got, Junior? I see you looking at that iPhone. Yeah, no, I just want to give a shout out to uh, uh, some of the some of the viewers, some of the watchers, if you will, uh, listeners. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. What, do, what do we call them? Watchers. A little bit They're of watch- everything. They're watching us. Yeah. Um, but pedal power. Um, ah, angry than them. Uh, they say happy Easter to everybody. Um, uh, Douglas Gonder's watching. Scotty Sands. Uh, Pete Terry. Uh, he, he's uh, he's tuned in. He hasn't said anything. He's tuned in though. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence Hopper. Lawrence, uh, yeah, my man. He, he, he liked Wilbur. Um, uh, earlier on in the in the uh, between between the breaks, ah. uh, Rick Verburn, Ricky, he uh, he shot out. He's he's good at shooting darts. You know the guy yeah. the guy's shooting darts. He said uh, you need to start hanging all the wrecked body panels, fr- like in, ah. in behind. Yeah, uh, yeah, when Junior screws up spotting. Well, we got a TV that's coming for right in here. Yep. Um, we we are going to advance the show, and you're going to start I, getting more visual as well as the audio. I course. said back to him that there'd only be one Fender from 2003. So ah, um, just one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, Kent Corbett, he said, pick too proud. Kent, um, man, yeah, uh, happy. Uh, he's happy every time that King King Racing number thirteen hits the racetrack. He's happy. He's there. But uh, as well, this is this is a big one. Uh, Anthony Leak, 
Um, he didn't realize that we were on Facebook Live. He said happy Easter from everybody at Lake of the Woods in Kenora. We got to get uh, that Ontario. boy back on. We will get you on the program, yes. Anthony Leak. It's been yes. a while. Yeah, um, it's been too long. Actually, there's, uh, there's lots of uh, lots of winter, right? Um, and uh, as well, uh, Scott Tiley. Um, or Scott Tilly. 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 Scotty out in Newfoundland. Yeah, Scott Tilly. Yeah, he is um, in charge of all the fire and safety at uh, Eastbound International Speedway. Yeah, he said hi. Scotty is dynamite, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get him on, uh, you, you get him outside the racetrack, I'll tell you what, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, Sorry, he's about fun at the track. Sorry about calling you Tiley. We, Tiley. we had a neighbor that was Tiley. Brad yeah, Tiley. we did. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Mr. Transmission Owen Sound. Hey. Uh, Warren and uh, Chris... Uh, just down the road uh, in there had um, my old 78 Corvette in there the other day and uh, got the uh, transmission fluid all checked, changed, uh, got the thing all ready to go for another summer of fun. And uh, I'll tell you what, they're pros at Mr. Transmission and uh, uh, welcome aboard. They wanted to jump on Race Time Radio and uh, want me to remind everybody uh, they are supporting their local racetrack. Uh, Sobble Speedway is the local racetrack for Mr. Transmission and Own Sound. And they will present night number one at the beach. And that comes up on June the 18th will be Mr. Transmission night. And I know they're going to put a lot of uh, activation and stuff into that race. So I uh, look forward uh, to seeing them. If you got in the area and you need a transmission fixed or repaired or replaced, those are the guys. I think back in the day. Um, you know, when you, when you think like the Molson export series, yeah. um, you think the Goodyear challenge cup, um, you think of Cascar, uh, Mr. Transmission used to have a huge presence within the sport. They do. Like, and, and they, they support Scott Steckley's 22 racing this year. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, um, yet Ken Katu and those guys and, and, uh, um, you know, uh, Mr. T, but you know, you, you think back, it, it was, uh, for a lot of years there, M- Mr. T and, yeah. um, Pete uh, Walker yep. was the first introduction yes, I had absolutely. to Mr. Transmission yep. out of Guelph. Yep. Um, he had a modified, all pro modified. Now I'm talking 20, 25 years ago. Yep. Um, but he was, uh, the, the Mr. Transmission car. The 34. And uh, I believe they have 56 or 57 locations yep. here in Canada, yep. all the way from coast to coast yep and uh they, you know they've been around a long time and they got true professionals a transmission is nothing for a backyard mechanic to play with i don't no. believe um it, you, you can't like you you need the pros you need the pros and they're definitely that uh, with warren and chris they get the job done and they get a job uh, they get the job done right so uh just welcome aboard to you guys uh, really appreciate the support and uh look forward to seeing what's happening in the future um and night number one at Sobble is going to be a gas out there with Mr. Transmission presenting. Absolutely. Um, we also got to give a big shout out um, yesterday um, Yesterday at Bristol. Yeah. Um, the Pinty's series. Oh, that's uh, huge. Pinty's, Pinty's has signed up uh, and revamped their contract for an additional five years yes. uh, with the NASCAR Pinty's series here in Canada. So hats off to, uh, to Pinty's. That is huge news for, for Canadian racing. Um, that stability, you oh, know, that solidifies um, everything it, it for solidi- the series. And, and you look at the growth that they're going through, uh, you, you know, you hear Mike James talking about 25 plus cars going to be making the trip out to Eastbound. That's why they're back for five yes. years. They're yep. seeing the growth. They're seeing the expansion, uh, that we all have wanted to see for a handful of years. And, uh, 
you know, hats off, round of applause, whatever for uh, for Pinties and Ollie Mel and and those guys. Um, you know, it, uh, it it is definitely great to see. Well, we are customers. I can guarantee you that. Before they sponsored the NASCAR series here in Canada, I can honestly say I never bought a box of Pinty's wings. Yep, and now um, they're weekly now on the grocery. Weekly. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever you and I get together and the you know, Xfinity races on Saturday, yep, yep. first thing we do is do up uh, a box. Yep. Uh, no, I love them. It's it's uh, it's great to see and and the forward momentum as well. A guy that we had on our program, uh, we didn't talk about this last week. Um, a guy we had on our program, he had mm. uh, you know said that he was going to solidify everything moving forward. Uh, we'll get him back on the program uh, as we move forward. Uh, but Alex Tagliani announced yes. that he is uh, full blown in the NASCAR Penny Series Good. for Good. Uh, for two thousand and twenty two. Um, with Viagra as the main sponsor, St. Hubert is back, and and uh, that'll get uh, him up there. Other, yeah, that'll get him up <laughs> there, right. won't it? Yeah. That's right. But uh, uh, so that's huge news, and and as well, um, keep keep watching because there's uh, there's a couple more press releases that are going to shake some shake some uh, coconuts out of the tree. Yeah, um, and get everybody excited. There's uh, there's lots of uh, of stuff to look forward to, and new looks, and and new people going to new places, and. Uh, just a, a, a tremendous amount of exciting things coming down the pipeline um, for uh, for the rest of the beginning portion of the season. Did you see the picture of Raphael Lazard the other day on social media, the 48 car? I did not. Ooh, man. Oh, yeah. the, LaRue, the LaRue Snowblowers car. Yeah. yeah the, the, he was at the uh, New Hampshire. He was man, at New I'll Hampshire. tell you, what yeah. a beautiful-looking race car. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I can't sure. wait to see him in the Pinty Series. He's going to be dynamite. Yeah, I think. Uh, full tilt, too, I believe, right? No, it's part time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's part time. Sure, sure as, right. as of right now, it's yeah. part time. Yeah. Um, I would not doubt it if you see him get um a second seat, if you will. Yeah. Uh, for the road courses, mm. um, right now he's slotted to just run the ovals. Um, and then uh, Ray Coutremanch, um, Jr. Oh, that's right. Is that's going right. to yeah, yeah. partner with him, uh, with the number eight with Ed Hackinson and those guys. So, yeah. um, I wouldn't doubt what a, though. What a hook it, up there! Wouldn't Woo. it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Rafael Assard behind the wheel at the road courses as well? But uh, uh, he's doing some dirt modified racing. He's doing some ACT late model racing, and then as well on top of that, he's doing the the Penny Series. And um, later on in the year, we'll see the debut from a new team in the Xfinity Series with a development program. Um, where Lassard is going to do a handful of races for them as well in right. in Xfinity. So, um, yeah, he's got a busy schedule, man. He, I, like, sure the last I checked was like 45 races wow. um, across all the different platforms. And, uh, hey, uh, one other shout-out that we got to give, the Rush Late Model Tour, uh, the Dirt Late Models. Yes. Um, Brett Hope, uh, Craig, and Brant Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one other um, uh, Ontario uh, competitor uh, make the trip. They had the uh, Rush uh, Late Model uh, Speed Week, if you will. Oh, yeah. Where they have, uh, f- I believe it's four races in five nights. Wow. Um, down south of the border. Um, they made the trip down, and they did the whole Speed Week um, with a couple of really good finishes. Uh, you know, they, they wrecked some body panels and stuff uh, uh, night number three, by the sounds of it. But uh, we'll have to get Brett Hope or, or one of the Grams on the program uh, to uh, to talk about that Rush uh, Rush Dirt Late Model uh, um, you know, venture that they did down there. Yeah, we will do that. I can guarantee it. Uh, one other thing I got to point out before we hit this break, and then we're going to grab Matthew Shirley out in uh, Saskatoon. Uh, on Facebook, you got to go, and I know Sue will put the link out to it. Um, Brad Mann, 
You know Brad Mann. He is uh, one Never of heard of him. New Brunswick broadcasters. He's going to be out doing the Western Rattler 300 with myself, uh, Todd Lewis, and um, uh, Cole Sorensen. Uh, he's going to make up our broadcast team out there. Uh, we are going to come to you on April 29th and 30th. But what I'm getting at here, Brad Mann is also uh, not just a race time radio broadcaster. He is the president of the Snowmobile Association of Canada, Junior. Yep. Of Canada. Um, and he had a big tour going. I believe he had some uh, some people in from Quebec, and he had a couple others. And they're running north, um, north northern New Brunswick. Yep. And they go through an area called Moose Valley. And I guess it's called Moose Valley because there's the odd mouse that walks by. A uh, moose that walks moose. by. Anyway. Um, sure enough, they're going down the trail. Have a look at the video. A moose comes out and takes exception to old Mr. Brad. They're buzzing around on his sled. Comes out, and uh, he's one lucky guy because that moose could have taken him out. I mean, big time. Uh, but in, instead of going after Brad, um, he picked on Brad's sled. Nice. <laughs> Ended up wiping the windshield off and taking a mirror off. It is on Facebook. It's called Yamaha versus Moose. Uh, and I know Sue will put the link up. Have a look at it. Brad is one lucky guy. And I know I can't wait to hear the story when we get out there. Well, I'll ask Bradley all about it. But it was quite an experience for him. If there's multiple mooses, are they mooses or meese? They're meeses. Is, is it mooses or yeah. meeses? I don't know. But there These was only guys. one moose. One. But he was a but big he's boy. he's lucky there was only one moose oh, yeah. and not mooses. Well, that's what I said to him uh, when I was talking to him today. I said, so what did you say to the moose? Because they're pretty well eyeball to eyeball. Well, they're the same size. Yeah, Brad, they're about Brad's I said, I guarantee size. you if that moose would have come at you, you would have punched him right in the head. Guaranteed. And he goes, oh, Joe, that thing is huge. He <laughs> said, I'm so glad he went after the sled and not me. But uh, good to see Brad Mann's okay. Yes. We're going to hear from Brad next week on the show. But have a look at that video. It has gone viral. Uh, so have a look at it. Uh, glad to see it's okay, but the Yamaha didn't fare out too well. We're going to hit this break. When we come back, Matthew Shirley going to join us live on Race Time Radio. Stay right there live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Hello, race fans. This is Jay Dewar, 2010 Lucas Oil Sportsman Cup champion, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Mom's got a squeeze, but she wears only chess. daddy comes home, he never gets home. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in British Columbia, Friday, April 29th, and Saturday, April 30th, for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend, and it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. For two decades. Hello, fellow Americans. The artists who make history. It's the music that keeps me going. Oh, yeah. Have made it. Right. Here. Woo! 
Relive 20 years of Sirius XM with performances, interviews, and magic moments from Taylor Swift, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen, and so much more. We're going to do some acoustic versions of songs off of Lover. 20 years, 20 defining moments, one collection. Only on the SXM app. Thank you so much. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, There's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive races. Series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. We're just getting started. And Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But if I was a betting man, I'd say he will. Now. Back to Race Time Radio. And the Joes. Joe and Joe Jr. Ah, Andy. I gotta yank that one. I gotta yank that. I don't put my foot in my mouth too often, do I? I've seen it before. No. Well, not not like. I've had both feet in there, but uh, (laughs) anyway. Hey, we got to give a shout out to uh, some of the listeners, some of the watchers. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Out on Facebook land here. Uh, W.J. Rogers. W.J., uh, that's Warren. Or Warren. Mr. Yep. Transmission. Mr. T. Uh, uh, we got to give a shout-out to uh, Tim Terry. He Timmy. Said, he said, looking good. So he's lying to us. Tim's Corner.ca. Yep, yep, Tim's Corner.ca. Uh, Todd Robertson. Um, he said, looking good as well. Napa. So there's a lot of people Napa. saying we're looking good here. Uh, yeah. yeah well, now, is that me that the camera is far away. I think that yeah. they, it's me that they're talking about. Yeah, that that's could looking be. good. That's, uh, it's got to be what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, as well, Larry Wilson, um, Tom Stobie. Hey, Tom Stobie. Tom hey, Stobie. Let's glad rock. Do- I'm glad you're doing good. I'm glad you're watching. Me too. Number one, I've been thinking about you lots. And, yep. uh, um, man, just a, a, a great friend of uh, not only Race Time Radio, but the Chisholms. Yes, he's, you want to uh, believe it. Uh, Tom's gone through a lot. He has, for sure. And, and he's uh, out the other side. Hey, Watch out. That's right. He'll uh, have that uh, Nova, Nova Chevelle. I, I can't remember. He's got a hot car. Yeah. He'll have that out this summer. He's a big loader. Austin Hiscox, uh, he's listening. Austin. He's, he's, taking, he's taking part. And uh, he, <laughs> Todd Robertson said, uh, I could say a face for radio. Ah, That's what yeah, it is. You so are looking correct. good. Looking good for a radio show. There you we go. got it, Todd. You go. Thank you very much for being honest. Let's go back to the hotline, shall we? And bring in a, a driver slash um, promotional guy. 
for uh, he drives a late model and he's a wicked late model driver. He's got the right name. It's Matthew Shirley. Uh, and he joins us on the hotline, but he's also with Sutherland Automotive Speedway out in Saskatoon. Let's welcome him in. What's going on tonight there, Matt? How are you? Good, guys. How about you? Doing fantastic. Well, snow's all going away. Or did you get lambasted? I heard you guys got lambasted last night. Uh, actually, we just snuck out of it. You're talking about the uh, the big snowstorm that rolled through here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was lucky enough. Actually, it was just enough. We were on, uh, if you saw the picture on a, that we were in the Dragon's Car Show, we were right on the, the waiting list to get in at the last minute. Ah. And unfortunately, there was a couple guys out down in the Estevan area, which is about just a couple hours kind of southeast from us. Yeah. And they got absolutely plastered, and that opened up a couple spots for us, and we were able to get the car out there. So I hate to wish it <laughs> on anyone, but it was nice to have the car on the car show a couple weeks. I bet. I bet. I bet. So, uh, how are the preparations coming? I know you're going to the Western Rattler 300. Uh, this is going to be huge out at uh, Penticton, BC. A little bit of a drive for you, but man, this is going to be a good, good kickoff to the year. No, we're really excited for it. Um, it's kind of it's funny. We we had this eyed up ever since last fall. We heard rumors of a big race out there, and I know they had a good late mall race in the fall last year, which. I really was trying to pull our team together to be able to do, but unfortunately it just didn't work out for us. And as soon as we heard wind of it this year, we were all, all gun-ho. So it's, it's funny how usually our season kicks off at the end of May, and having a race at the end of April, all of a sudden I was just counting the days, and we're nine days out of leaving out there, and we're just like, oh boy. <laughs> so we got the car on the scales right now. We're doing kind of the, the finishing touches on it, but we got a couple things to still go over, and... Yeah, we're we're really looking forward to it. What chassis you got under your butt? That number twelve is a beautiful looking race car. What is that machine? Thank you. It's a left hander. We got a used left hander from uh, Trevor Haney back in 2016, and in 2017 we updated the clip on it. And since then we've kind of just there's been a couple times where we you know had to do a you know, had a, had my first rookie incident where I ended up on top of two cars in my first year. Nah. So we uh, had to do some more updates after that but it's been good ever since good deal good deal and that's that's important right you got to have the right feel big motor car crate engine car which is it uh crate crate 604 crate ah so you're gonna go with that package having a look at the Panticton rules what did you think when it all shakes out i think they got the right formula i think you know what i i personally really like from working with our team here in saskatoon We've had, over the years, a combination of build packages and crate packages come through our track. And I like what they've been able to do out there. I'm really looking forward to it. I think the preferred package is going to be the crate package still. A smaller track there, too. It's just going to be, I feel the crate cars are going to do pretty well. That being said, though, if you have the right teams there with the, with the bigger builds, they're usually the ones who've done a lot of the traveling, so they'll be quick out of the gate and be able to, I know, lay down a quick one for sure for qualifying. So you're going to put a lot of emphasis in that qualifying session, Matthew. You're going to go at that hard, but with 300 laps, do you need to? Whereabouts do you want to fit into the field? Uh, well, I'm hoping that we unload on Thursday and kind of look at time-wise. I'd really like to see us be kind of in that top 10 area. But that being said, I know when we went to the short track nationals before out in uh, at Jucasa when they were running that, I was hoping, I was just like hoping for a top 25. And then we were kind of sitting in the 40th spot for Speed-wise, so on these big races, it's always interesting to see just competition-wise who all comes out and what they got. So I'm hoping the way our strategy, I'm going to send it in qualifying, full send. If it doesn't work out, then we'll go through the, the races, maybe try to take some money there. 
and see how the whole the whole event takes us. So 300 laps is something I've never done before, so we're used to 150s out here in Saskatoon, and Jucasa with the Short Track Nationals gave us a little bit of a taste for the long races. So once we get it, hopefully once we get into the 300, then it's going to be just kind of ride along and pace ourselves. Yeah, nothing wrong with that strategy, Junior. No, yeah. not at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. No, when you look at uh, when you look at the the long races, uh, when you do show up there, you know the, there are going to be teams that that show up there and they got what they got, and you know it's it, it's the teams who, who sh- it seems like when you get to a long race, it's the teams who show up there and they are in those you know the twenty fifth to to thirtieth mark in first practice. And you see them advance through to the next practice session, to the next practice session, and continually make improvements. Bubba Pollard. That's exactly. what he does. Yeah. You never you, see you, Bubba Pollard go out and set fast time right off uh, in, in practice. No, you never, never do. Ever, no. ever. And, and, you know, when you look at uh, uh, the ability to make those changes. Um, and, and it's funny because uh, the practice sessions for these big races are, are, are arguably just as exciting as a racer. You know, now... The, to the general fan, uh, practice session looks boring. But to a racer, um, it's exciting to watch because um, you do have those guys that uh, that are, are able to uh, get a feel for it and then make the correct adjustments. Uh, but then you also have the really good guys who might be in the top ten but then try to make that little bit more, and then all of a sudden they're the 20th place car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, backwards. So it's, uh, it, it's definitely uh, going to be super interesting, um, you know, on a, on a racetrack such as Penticton with multiple lanes. Uh, the neat part is, is if your car is too loose, per se, uh, you, can feel, you can feel around and, and, you know, run a different line to correct that uh, throughout the race. So you're going to have comers and goers, and the times don't matter dramatically. Um, yeah. But that being said, uh, it still matters with track position. And by the sounds of it, the place is really tough to pass just simply because you can run the outside. So um, I can't wait to see the dynamics play out uh, between the big motor, the small motor. I think it's going to be a race from yesteryear. And, uh, um, you know, uh, back in the day, guys like uh, Junior Hanley and Don Biederman and those guys, they didn't have the same motor package. You know, and they rolled in, and they had different motors in the car, and uh, and but they still put on a whale of a show. And I think, you know, there's there's a lot to be said about different packages at a race, and uh, I think that there's going to be a plethora of different packages in this race um, that I'm really looking forward to playing out. Yeah, it's going to be dynamite, Matthew. Uh, you get there Thursday. You're going to unroll packet, or you're going to go out practice, uh, put it back in the box. Uh, are you going to be uh, looking? Uh, what are you going to be looking for? Comfort-wise, um, it's going to be kind of hard. If we get a lot of uh, yellow flags, you're going to need to set up for the short run. But in 300 laps, there's bound to be some long green flag runs, right? Yeah, that's what I would kind of expect. If you had to try to play it on your head, I would expect the beginning of that event, there'd be a lot of cautions at the get-go. But maybe, but it's funny. I mean, last year, for example, in our local late models, we went – Throughout the entire season, there was about we went four or five races and we had one caution. I just I, I couldn't. It, it didn't make any sense. So, so you go to the track, you try to make your game plan, and it all goes out the window. It appears. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking like when we just look for setup wise, like you said, we're looking for the feel, something that's going to be good on that long run, something with some old tires, you know, something you can be consistent with, happy with. You can kind of move up and down. My my always plan when I go to a track is if I can keep that nose close to the bottom kind of coming off the corner i'm happy 
But as soon as that front kind of gets lost and you start pushing up the track, it's you're in for a long night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can be, and that's uh, that, that's the scary part about it. You got any laps on at all at Penticton Speedway? Absolutely none. <laughs> Absolutely none. I've been doing a little bit of the racing, trying to find some of the shorter tracks there that are somewhat similar, but everything I hear from people when I've asked questions, it's like it's one corner's got banking, the other corner's not as much banking, so you're setup-wise, you're just trying to figure out a close balance on both corners there. So, you know, we've we went to a couple tracks, like going to Jucasa was a big eye-opener because that track was so big. We went to Wetaskiwin once with our car, and our car worked pretty good setup-wise. So I'm hoping we took some notes from, a, like, the tracks that we've been to, and I think I hope we're going to come out of the trailer with a decent package. So we'll have to wait and see what Thursday brings, though. You know, I want to talk to you lots about the Speedway as well, too, your racetrack. Uh, and we, we're just uh, we're, we're up against the clock. Uh, so yeah. tell you what, we're going to run that Western Rattler 300. Matthew, we want to wish you luck in that race. I know we're going to be out there. We'll have all kinds of pre-race uh, discussion, post-race, you name it. Uh, we'll have it all for you live on racetimeradio.com. And on Saturday, live on Sirius XM Channel 167, we'll carry the Western Rattler 100 and 300. Uh, all of that will be live. But what do you say we get to the other side of Penticton and we get you back on the show and we will set the stage for the Bridge City 200 that's coming up at Sutherland Automotive Speedway. We'll talk about the name change and absolutely everything that's happening there because I know we could run a full segment just talking about that, Matt. <laughs> no, that sounds great, guys. No, I'm really looking forward to it. Our main focus is uh, Western Rattler 300 and we're really looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait for it, bud. And you're going to make it special, I can guarantee it. Who you got on the race car sponsorship-wise? Who you got on the box? Uh, who, 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 the guys that you're going to bring with you? Lots of partners. Denray Tire uh, SS is our main sponsor. Um, as well, lead property management, 929 The Bull out here, David's Lawn Care, Saskatoon Custom Powder Coating, Backcountry Welding, uh, the Stokes Centre. I run a go-kart league for those guys in the winter here. We're trying to get that all wrapped up before we head out. There's a lot of partners that we have that make this possible for us. And we're bringing our crew. You'll see my dad, Dan Shirley, uh, Jeremy Brooks, my brother, Connor Shirley, and Ron McLean. So our good core local group here will be making the way out there Tuesday after work. We're heading out. Those go those go karts are a heck of a lot of fun in Saskatoon. I just oh, want to yeah. say that. Yeah, the DJ Kate crew, we uh, we wrecked a bunch of those carts last year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a, a fan here. This is not a question at all. This is just a comment. Uh, Tom Love uh, commenting on our Facebook Live. He said, "Young Mister Shirley is a very nice, professional young man. Had the pleasure pleasure of meeting him three to four years ago in Edmonton. Uh, so he just wanted to pass that along to you. And uh, that's uh, that's a nice thing to." Say, did you pay him to say it? Awesome. No, I didn't. Uh, actually, Tom, if you make it down to Pentec, I'll make sure to get you a ticket, buddy. Thanks, bro. <laughs> You're good. Matthew, thanks so much for the time. Tell your dad I'm looking forward to seeing him. Of course, Cascar champion back in the day, uh, Dan Shirley. I can't wait to see all of you guys. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a whale of a time. Safe travels, and uh, we meet you at Penticton Speedway come Thursday, buddy. Perfect, you guys. We'll see you then. Good luck. Matt Shirley, driver in the number 12, getting ready for the Western Rattler 300. We're hitting this break. This is the final one. And then we are Trevor Seabird bound all the way from here to the top of the hour, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Hi, everybody. This is Chris Morrow, driver of the number 11, limited late model. And you're listening to Race Time Radio. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. The wait is over. Join us live at Penticton Speedway in beautiful British Columbia. Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th for the first ever Western Rattler 300 weekend. It's the best Super and Pro Model teams from Western Canada, plus invaders from the U.S. and Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and more. It's Canada's richest spring short track race weekend. And it's all live, flag to flag, worldwide on racetimeradio.com. April 29th is qualifying for street stocks and Super Pro Lay models. Then April 30th, Canadian short track history will be made in the Street Stock 100 and a Super Pro Lay model Western Rattler 300. The green flag flies both nights at 7 p.m. Who will be Canada's first big race winner? Tune in live and find out. For tickets and event info, get to PentictonSpeedway.com. Everybody have a safe one. Keep her one piece. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. And Quick Wick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers, get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And 
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Got to turn my muck on. I got to turn your muck on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I did that. I had to shut it off through the break. But uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Uh, Western Rattler 300 is coming up, and we're going to get an update right from the site. What do you got just before we throw it to Trev? Yeah, before we throw it to Trev, Nick Ledson. We had him on the program. Oh, yeah, Nicky. We had him on the program last week. Of course, he made the trip down to Nashville with his Legends car uh, with Devo Racing. Yeah. Uh, went to Victory Lane again. Again. Uh, uh, at wow. Nashville, um, and uh, it went to Victory Lane a total of three times down there. Wow, um, good for him. Just a, a great showing by uh, by a Canadian uh, as well. Got to give a shout-out to Billy Zardo. He said, cheers, guys. Uh, Bob is watching. Big Bob from, from Kerry Mix's team. Oh, yeah, uh, Big Bobby. Yep. Uh, he's he's tuned in, and, and uh, Dylan McMahon as well, along with Gary Elliott. Good so, deal, Gary, man. The Iron Man. He's got a die-cast coming out that die everybody's going to want to pick up. Let's get to... Trevor Siebert out of Penticton Speedway. I know there was a release done last, uh, well, right at the beginning of the week. But let's welcome Trevor in. What's going on tonight there, Trev? How are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Happy Easter to you. Happy Easter, Easter, to, you. Easter to you, too, and to uh, Riley and Indigo, all of you guys. What's happening out there? Uh, you getting things ready to go for uh, to make some Canadian short track history? Because that's about what you're going to do, my friend. Absolutely. I tell you, it's hard to keep the excitement in right now. It's, um, you know, the sun is out today. It's blue, bluebird day out here, we call it. Not a cloud in the sky. It's, uh, you know, it's been pretty, pretty chilly around here, but it's 15, 16 degrees at the track today, um, which is really nice. And yeah, we we're working every day. Uh, we're building grandstands today and putting up more retaining walls and, uh, uh, you know, putting up uh, new areas for fans to uh, enjoy some things. Uh, you know, that will be on display for the Western Rattler 300. But um, we're getting super excited. You can you can start to smell it in the air out here now. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's what it kind of looked like. I know I've been following along on your Facebook page and uh, on PenTictonSpeedway.com. Uh, you guys do a good job keeping everything up to date there. And you can see, Trevor, you guys have been busy. Now, uh, for those that do not know and don't realize, uh, Trevor Siebert, along with uh, his his group there, took control and, and uh, took over Penticton Speedway. What was that, Trevor? Was that last year, year before that, right? No, it was last year. It was... Um, where are we here? It's probably about 13 months ago now since we took... Uh, possession of the track and uh i think by about day one by about two in the afternoon we were already digging and pushing and doing our thing up there so and we've been hard at it ever since ever since um we did a a significant amount of work here last year uh getting ready for opening day which we postponed till about middle of july which coincided with a lot of the um uh regulations being relaxed for covid regulations last year and we all know about that and everybody Mm. had to deal with that uh, so you know we had we had it's a pretty good racing last year considering you know there was there was nights where you know a regulation would come on from going from full blown um, you know having fans to on a Friday night at five o'clock saying no we can't have fans the next day for our Saturday night show and then reversing it the next day so we had our fun with that as I'm sure every track did um, but. That seems to be behind us now, and uh, we bet on that when we when we scheduled the uh, the Western Rattler 300. Thought so we you know we hope this thing is going to be behind us, and uh, obviously the investment and the energy that's gone into it, we we needed that to be gone, and it's gone now. So yeah, it's been a year um, that we've had it now, and and we got right back at it as soon as the weather warmed up here this spring because we had a considerable amount of work to continue on. 
the uh, race surface was done last year. A couple of big, bigger grandstands were done last year. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, we had another big grandstand to put in, which we're building right now. It'll seat another 2,500 people. Um, we're building an area for for you guys when you come out, so you have an actual, you know, somewhat of a tower to uh, to be in to be able to do the broadcast that uh, that you're going to be doing live, uh, which we're uh, super excited about. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you mentioned it. We had a big announcement last week, uh, beginning of the week, where Rev TV is now on board. We're going to be doing this uh, uh, this event live on Saturday night for the big race for the 300 itself. We'll be uh, live on uh, Rev TV. Of course, yourself and uh, Brad will be doing the call on that, along with uh, Cole Sorensen, uh, Todd Lewis. I mean, talk about a crew. I mean, we got the best guys in the business all going to be here for that. So. We're super stoked. Um, yeah, you were mentioning my family. That's Ingo. He's my cousin. Uh, we're the two majority shareholders in the in the track. We we brought on a couple of uh, uh, junior partners, if you will, this spring. Um, I think I might have mentioned them in another show. A couple guys that raced the RS1 series that um, had a hard time keeping them away. Every time we were up there doing something last year, they showed up to help. And uh, it's like, well, if you're going to hang around helping, you might as well own a chunk of this too. So we brought them on board. Uh, which has been excellent because there's just so much work to go around. Um, uh, that's, um, that's been a big help. That's uh, Lee Howarth and uh, Brian Weavers, a couple of RS1 uh, drivers, like I said, that, that came on board last year. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great event, a great event. Yeah, yeah uh, unreal. I can't wait to get out there. Now, Thursday is when we're going to do practice. What time does practice actually start for the competitors? I knew you were going to ask. I put you on the spot. <laughs> tripped you up, did I, Trev? Tripped you up a bit. Well, I tell you, we, um, I, I, think, I think I might have an answer for you. So we had it starting earlier in the day, and then, of course, I got a few calls from some of the teams that were a little bit worried that they were going to show up too late to get practice in. And so we rotated the day. I think we were planning early, uh, earlier in, uh, on in our announcement around noon, but we've changed that now. I believe we're going uh, green on practice day now. Uh, I think around two or three in the afternoon, we're going to run till uh, you know six or seven, and um, you know that's what we're saying. But if we got a couple guys that are struggling a bit with some of their issues, or maybe they got the wrong gearing or something like that, we're going to make sure everybody gets a chance to get their car right going into the weekend. Um, you know, that's really the day that that everybody's going to get their stuff sorted out. I, a lot of these drivers have never been here before, so they're going to not only need time to figure out some of the stuff that's just the basics, like I mentioned, with, with some gearing and some stagger and a few of the fundamental stuff, and then once they get that behind them, then they're going to you know want to work on their setup stuff. So, so yeah, I think we're going to probably put three or four hours in on Thursday, 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon till around 7, and uh, get everybody lots of time on the track. Trevor, uh, obviously, uh, you, you know, the, the, the word of the day, the word of the, the past couple months has been excitement, right? There's, there's, a ton of, there's a ton of excitement built around this event, um, and, and that is uh, a true testament from you guys, the, you know, putting in the effort and putting in the work. Um, how do you feel uh, about the amount of, of people that are pre-registered? How do you feel about the, in both the street stocks and the late models? Um, it, do you view it as a true success as of right now? Before we get there and, and drop the green flag, is is it doing what you wanted it to do? It absolutely is. You mentioned excitement. The excitement is is over the top. I um, it's more than I could have hoped for. Uh, the amount of people that are talking about it is is uh, 
Very, uh, very exciting. It's welcomed. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we put a, a foot forward to try and do here early in the season. I, I was hoping we didn't catch too many uh, guys off guard uh, by doing it early in the season. A lot of guys, you know, they're still working in a shop that's surrounded by snow. Yep. So it's hard for them to get uh, to get their mindset into this thing. Uh, but the weather's great here. Uh, we have a, a big car count. We're up over, we're well over 30 now um, that have that have confirmed. Uh, we've got four or five or six others that are desperately trying to get parts and trying to get their race car together. It's been a bit of a struggle on that end with with parts, and we know that from the RS1 program. Like uh, Al Liebert, my my uh, general manager over there at Avion Motorsports, trying to build RS1s and get engines from GM, get parts from, you know, different suppliers, get uh, transmissions. So we know the gig. We know how much trouble some of these guys are having. And, and um, it's you, you hear it in their voice. They phone. It's like, guys, I can't, I just can't fathom missing this thing, but I'm waiting for my bloody engine or my transmission or some part that they're waiting for. Uh, bodies is a big thing. I know there's guys waiting for uh, bodies to show up. Um, so, you know, having said that, we're pretty excited that we're that we're well on our way past 30 cars already here. We would probably have well into the 40s or even 50 cars here uh, if they didn't have parts issue. Um, some of the American uh, boys that really wanted to come, they can't get across the border yet. You know, they're not. Um, you know, where they're they're still asking for the um, for the vaccine to get across there, and a lot of them just simply chose not to get it. So, you know, I know we had a couple guys that were trying to do it. Couple of drivers are trying to do it with a skeleton crew, and they just decided that they didn't have enough enough guys to to, to come. So you know we're still a little bit of the remnants of the COVID thing uh, and some parts issue, but we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have cars for every race that we're putting on, and a, and a big field of cars too. So we're we're super excited about that. The street stocks looks like we're gonna be probably the mid 20s, which is a really healthy field for for street stocks. Um, so two big races on. Well, on both nights, I guess, uh, Friday night for the for the Baker's Dozen, we'll have a full field. We'll have, um, that, that'll that be jam-packed, so we'll have enough cars for uh, for all starting positions for that, um, and, um, and certainly for the Rattler. Yeah, incredible, Trev. And look at this. This is the inaugural uh, Western Rattler 300. First one, it came out of the box just after New Year's, so... Uh, not a lot of time, you know, uh, when, when this gets out, gets circulating. And I know, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's going to be a pile of race teams that are from everywhere that are going to tune into it uh, via, you know, either Race Time Radio or Sirius XM or now Rev TV Canada. Uh, there's going to be lots of opportunity for everybody to take the Western Rattler 300 in and make plans next year to be in it. Uh, you've started something here, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's just the beginning, and I'm glad to hear that uh, everything is coming together. Uh, it's really, truly going to be amazing. Um, and, and especially, you know, talk about a wild card race right at the beginning of the year. A uh, lot of teams don't have experience at Penticton Speedway. They're going to be able to get out there and try it out. Uh, we're going to find out who is, uh, who's got their homework done. That's going to be the cool part. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's really interesting listening to some of the drivers and, and what they got going on. Like like I mentioned, there's there's some teams that are struggling with parts and and um, but like 
like the race community is usually good for. There's a lot of teams that are helping other teams out and uh, to try and find parts, and we've we've done that ourselves. We've uh, we've offered up engines to people, um, you know, different things uh, if if they needed it, because it's it's such a struggle out there right now. But um, but you know, watching some of these teams that are helping other other guys out, I know we had a few teams that. I don't know if he amalgamated, if you will, where where we've got uh, a car coming, for example, where where a driver that wouldn't normally be in that car is coming. So you got you got two teams getting together, say, well, let's take the driver from this team and 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 the car from the other team, and let's all get together and, and get out there and, and run at least one car in this show. Uh, so we've seen some of that go on. And so it's for me, it's very interesting to to watch it all happen. And then the other side of it, of course, is the rules package. Where we got these three different packages, and and I don't know, I have no idea what the package is going to be that's going to turn out to be the best. I think they're going to be so close, but um, that's one of the first questions I have when uh, when I hear uh, of another car that's coming. I say, what, what are they bringing? <laughs> my yeah, curiosity, yeah. right? Like, yeah. what rule package is that one? And uh, so you kind of got a bit of a head count going on, you know, how many West cars, how many uh, Pro Lates, how many Super Lates, like what's you know, and then you got the the boys from the island. You got the, and I shouldn't just say boys. You got you got some gals that could potentially be here as well. We got the 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 drivers from out uh, Saskatoon uh, and Alberta. So, and they all run slightly different package, right? Yeah. Um, and they got to fit into one of the three that we put it put up there. But it's like some of them could go one way or the other. Uh, I'm getting when they're picking parts and pieces. So. I'm getting a little bit of feedback there. I don't know what was happening there, but uh, thank God it's gone. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it, you're right, Trevor. And it, it's going to be comers and goers, right? The big motor cars. Uh, I know I asked Matt, what is your car? You got a big motor car, crate engine? And he says, no, nope, we're crate. Really, the uh, first guy to answer straight with us. Straight up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the problem. You're asking them what they're bringing, and they're probably all lying to you, Trevor. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, <laughs> Joe, there's no, there's no doubt that I'm getting lied to more than anything else when it comes to what they're bringing. These guys are holding their cards really close to their chest. We've had a few guys, uh, you know, we've we've got a uh, our driver liaison, Sean Lapp. He uh, he's been calling every driver in both classes in in street stock and and the late models uh, to see who else coming. If there's anything we can help them out with, you know, and and I know it damn well. He's they're just. They're telling them as very little as possible about what exactly they're, what gun they're bringing to the gunfight. So, you know, and, and I just chuckle. I, I, I say, I think that's awesome. And I think that some of the different strategies that could play out here, too, that I'm sure everybody's going to hold to their chest um, is going to be really interesting to watch as well. And, and uh, I'm a bit giddy about the whole thing, how it's starting to play out that way, because it's, it is playing out the way I'd hoped that uh, – Nobody really knows what the heck to bring and, and how to go about the weekend, and they're they're all kind of figuring out their own little game plan, and and that's such a departure from a, you know your normal seventy five or hundred lap uh, main event where uh, you can take a lot of the strategy out of it because once it's green you're going. Yeah. Um, where in this scenario you not only have a long race to do, but you've got qualifying to get you either straight into the three hundred or you've got. Uh, you know, you're going to have to run the Baker's Dozen. And when I say going to have to run the Baker's Dozen, uh, I, one thing I really didn't count on, but I had a few ask if they can forfeit their their qualifying position and run in the Baker's Dozen. Ah, and trying to get the laps. Trying, trying to get the laps and trying to get the dough, right? If yeah, they oh, think yeah. they're quick, 
they want to back up and see if they can go take that money. And, and uh, I said, well, um, well, the answer right now is, is no. Uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't go and, and let's just say you can't go out and win the poll and go run the Baker's Dozen at the same time. But nothing's stopping you from, uh, you know, pulling over and having a donut and a coffee on your <laughs> qualifying lap and securely finding a spot securely into the, into the uh, Baker's Dozen on Friday night. You know, uh, and I think there's some guys going to do that. You know, my early thoughts are, or were, that nobody would attempt that because you you may risk, you know, having some damage done to your car or whatever on Friday night. But I like it. I like that some guys are thinking that way. That's just that's just true competitors uh, and competition coming out in people when they think like that. It's like ah, I'm coming out there to race, dude. Absolutely. Uh, I want to race all the races I can get in. And it's like okay, good. Well. You know how to do it, then. You look at the guys that come off a of pit road at Martinsville, and they want the inside lane, right? They, and yeah. they'll give up. They'll give up three or four cars to go buy them to just to make sure that they're part of the count to to get the inside lane, right? It's. I mean, drivers all have a different theory on what an advantage is, and and that's the neatest part when you give them options. Uh, you know, there's something to be said about equal competition. You look at some series out there, and they are 100 percent the same car. Uh, you know, photocopied 24 times, and and it comes down to just the driver. Uh, but that's not racing. Racing no. is about the car. Racing is about the entire package. And you look at the most successful motorsports entity in the world, the Formula One series, there is no similarities between Red Bull and Mercedes. No. They might look similar, but they're not. They're, they're a completely different piece. And, um, you know, when you look at, uh, at what this race is playing out, this is racing from yesteryear. I've said it once. I've said, I'll say it a thousand times. Um, that is uh, one of the biggest things and one of the biggest props that I can give you is that, um, you know, it, there's a bunch of different packages. These guys have got options. Uh, and with options comes affordability. They don't need to go and buy, no. uh, you know, a brand new crate and they don't need to buy a brand new, uh, you know, this, that and the other thing just to compete. Um, they, if they have a good Saginaw transmission in the shop and that's a good transmission, they could use that, yep. you know, yep. if they've got a good built motor in the shop, but they also have a brand new crate, um, they well, can pick and choose which no, one they want to No, you're going to give something up. If you go with the big motor exactly. package, you've got to give something up yep. and there's going to be comers and goers. Trevor, this is going to be outstanding. I got to ask you, camping. For race fans that are coming out to Penticton Speedway to witness the Western Rattler 100 and Western Rattler 300, is there camping on the property? Tickets? How do they get in? Can they buy advance tickets? Any of that stuff? Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, for tickets, the uh, they just simply go to PentictonSpeedway.com. Uh, sales are moving right along, so they can go in there and, uh, and get their tickets uh, right off the website there. Uh, as far as camping goes, we won't be able to accommodate uh, fans for camping uh, this particular weekend just because it's going to be so full. We're limited on parking space as it is. <clears throat> we are allowing the, uh, the competitors uh, to, to overnight for the weekend. Um, so, you know, by the time we do that and we have all the haulers and we have all the uh, fans that we're expecting here, we're just simply out of room on that end. But absolutely, they can go on PentictonSpeedway.com and, and get their tickets. Um, I've got another little quick announcement for you that I think is a really big one, too, if you guys are interested. Absolutely. We've got a couple of minutes left. Fire away, man. Okay. Well, along with the uh, Rev TV uh, deal, um, we've also now secured a Shaw Cable, which is uh, going to be broadcasting the Western Rattler 300 
And they're also going to do uh, the Friday night. Uh, so they're going to do the Baker's Dozen and the Western Rattler, uh, or sorry, the Venom and the Western Rattler 100, uh, which are the two street stock races as well. So big news for straight, uh, street stock racers. Both nights they'll be on TV. Both nights the, uh, the late model races will be on TV on Shaw Cable. And that will be throughout uh, the majority of, of British Columbia. So um, I think that's fantastic. Uh, Shaw was on board with us for some RS1 racing last year, and uh, and they're back, and, and they wanted, wanted to carry it, and we said absolutely. And, and uh, I made mention about Friday night, and they said, well, what's this Friday night thing? And, um, and I told them, I said, we want that too. Yeah. Uh, and so both of them are going to be on there, which I think is fantastic. So we've got... Uh, we got yourselves on Race Time uh, Radio. We've got Sirius XM. We've got Rev TV. We got Shaw Cable. I don't know how you could cover it any better than that. And of course, we've got live to internet as well. Yeah, you can't, Trevor. Uh, you've gone above and beyond. I'm telling you, uh, and you know this. You are going to make Canadian short track racing history. This is truly the big kickoff to uh, a season. Uh, that we're on the other side of the pandemic. Nothing we can do about it now. Of course, everybody's got to do their thing. But, uh, Trevor, honestly, uh, and we've been saying it since you mentioned it to me, uh, this is truly outside the box. You've really created something here. And absolutely everybody in Canada and the U.S. are going to be able to uh, take in the Western Rattler 300, the Western Rattler 100, the Venom 100, the Baker's dozen, all of it. They're going to get it all uh, one way or another, and uh, just simply amazing. Uh, Trev, I got a short ended here. Uh, we got to throw it back to Toronto. They want the keys back to the station. So I got to give it back to them. But uh, we want to thank you for absolutely everything. Uh, we've only got, uh, what, uh, 10 days, 12 days, and we are going to be there at Penticton Speedway, something that I've been dreaming about since the day you said, hey, you guys are out here, and uh, I, I can't wait, buddy. This is really going to be good. Well, we can't wait to uh, welcome you guys out, and uh, certainly looking forward to it, and, and I know you're right. This is going to be a really big deal for, for racing in all of Canada, and especially in Western Canada and Northwest uh, United States. Uh, going forward every year, it'll be the kickoff to the season for everyone, so uh, looking forward to seeing you guys out here. In beautiful British Columbia, that is Trevor Siebert. Trev, thanks so much for the time tonight. Uh, we'll be in touch. Uh, you have a good one. Thanks a lot, guys. Good night. You bet. Trevor Siebert out there. Ah, man, I'm telling you. Uh, if you can get there to this event, you want to make it. Uh, but if you can't. Just know that it's going to be covered every which way. Absolutely. Uh, one of our listeners, Tony Lachland, he said, this is going to be a blast. Going to be my first pro late model race. Really? So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be really cool. Trevor's got to be careful here. You know why? Why? Because he's going to get hired away to run other events, too. <laughs> he's he's yeah. quickly quickly becoming a promoter. He used to be a heavy equipment guy. What happened here? Yeah. But, well, he's uh, a promoter, he's, heavy equipment, and a whale of a driver, I, I might ab- add. Absolutely. And, and, uh, so is his son, Riley. A true blue racer and racing family. And, uh, yeah, hats off to, uh, to Trevor and, and to the whole gang over at Penticton. Um, definitely going to be an exciting event, and uh, hats off to uh, to everybody involved. The RS1 Tour, the RS1 Cup Series that runs at Area 27, Penticton, the Argonne's of Saskatoon this year. We are going to talk all kinds about that when we get to the other side 
of the Western Rattler 300. Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on this because it needed it. We're talking to drivers' teams. Uh, next week on the show, we will have more that are going to be in that race. And then the following week, uh, the following weekend, that's where we are. Uh, and the race will be in front of us. So uh, I know we're all looking forward to that. But next week on the show, I plan on grabbing Brad Mann out there in New Brunswick, seven-time champion, one of our broadcasters, going to bring him on the air. Hopefully get a quick word with Cole Sorensen. I'd like to get a word with uh, Todd. Uh, you know, get Todd Lewis on here and join us for a bit. Uh, just to sort of set the stage for everybody, and I can't tell you how proud I am to be part of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be really cool, and, and uh, uh, definitely thanks for everybody tuning in over on Facebook Live. And, yes. Uh, thanks for uh, for everybody tuning in. And uh, Wilbur is the star of the show. Yes, Just so you know is. on the chat. Big uh, Willie. Wilbur, Wilbur the uh, the studio guard dog, is uh, is the star of the and, show. And Scooter the cat. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, we got to thank everybody for tuning in, uh, whichever way you did. Got to thank Scooter. Scotty back in Toronto at Sirius XM. Thanks, Susie Q, right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Thank you, Junior. And to all of our sponsors, of course. Uh, couldn't do it without you. Uh, we look forward to being back with you again next Sunday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, as we always do, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.